Alright, let's do this. Welcome back to the Six of Discs. This is the fourth episode of the Six of Discs. Pretty soon we'll be changing things around here, how we do things, and uh, probably happen again down the line, not too often, but this is the part in the show where those who have donated get to have their executive credits read, their executive producer credits, and their executive producer credits. That's for anyone who is above the 300 mark for the value for value role playing game system and uh, anyone above 200 for the associate and uh you know how that goes with the value for value role playing game is pioneered by the no agenda podcast over here at the six of discs under the six of swords stewardship flagship show i'm gonna say that this is also the part in the show where we talk about the intro this is the intro and in this show we are getting very private and personal, and this is about what has happened to me in the past decade. This will give you an example, a lived praxis skin in the game example of what a Jupiter return looks like. As Jupiter is in Capricorn right now, and you're listening to the voice of someone who has Jupiter in Capricorn, just as anyone who was born in the fall to the winter months of 1984, the year of our Lord Orwell, will have in their chart. I happen to be born at the exact right time for uh, the Pluto ingress into Scorpio, which occurred at that time. I'm a zero-zero Pluto. If you're born, say, I don't know, at 11-11, for example, in 1984, you'll have a two-degree Pluto. Not quite that sweet spot with the zero-zero, like you know you like crack a lacking, but you know, still, 28-degree, 29, zero, zero, one. Those are good, too. <clears throat> Zero-two is okay. Also got the notion that there were a few things I didn't mention. Was one of the big things I did for myself back in November, speaking of 2016, I began taking jujitsu. I believe it was uh, Sagittarius of 2016. I began taking jujitsu. I was into that for a while. And then I began doing other chaos magic things and entered into Freemasonry and got even busier and busier. But for a while, I was working on my jujitsu skills, and that's a big thing I did in this past that I'll be looking forward to expanding in the next upward spiral. I'm up to a third level. It's Japanese jujitsu, not Brazilian, but Japanese jujitsu, not, not American, but Japanese via American jujitsu. And I got up to the yellow with black belt, so it's just the third belt. I have enough chops to protect myself, and I'm sharp enough and my goodness like this past year too been keeping myself free from alcohol temperance to me is not drinking any alcohol <laughs> and enjoying coffee cannabis and i'm sure there's a third c that i'll censor myself on for this introduction but goodness gracious you know there is and uh <laughs> anyways look at me getting more mature as we move along great with any, uh, speaking of moving on, why don't we get away from the intro and get into the episode. <laughs> so this is the fourth Six of Discs, and uh, you'll be looking forward to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Six of Discs next month. As it is, here we go, into the show. Right, great. So welcome back to the Six of Discs. This is the Six of Discs, Episode 4. And it is approximately, well, that time of the day. You know what I'm talking about, of course. This is the time that is a very special day, too. Or a special time of day for me. And uh, 
for my better half as well, but for everyone, really. And uh, it's kind of a time that became something very special for me. And in fact, um, I don't know, it seems like I was born to, like, love this time, or for this time to love me, or something a little bit of, little bit of all of that. But it is 11.11, so I say that uh, my name is Nathan Lee Miller Foster. I am the author of The Holy Gift, the Sacred Text Utilized at the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors in Antheon in New York with Alex and Alice and Gray, a consciousness evolution text that is based upon the reordering of the Chapel of, of Sacred Mirrors' favorite album, The Holy Gift, or Lateralis into The Holy Gift. Furthermore, I am the beloved host of the Six of Swords, Six of Wands, Six of Discs, and Six of Cups in the role-playing, Value for Valley role-playing game, and I am a beloved professional musician, as well as a beloved uh, general person in the community, but also Jennifer and I are in love together with a huge, happy, healthy, wealthy family. 11-11-11-11-11-11-11-11-11. So what it be? And uh, I've also just made my master's mark, my fourth degree, so... There it is, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, wow, and all that good stuff. So, this is an important time of year for me. It is Capricorn 4. Um, I may uh, have included the previous introduction, or I may have chosen to edit out my quick 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11 type stuff, but it's already past that time, but yes, um, very uh, unique things happening in life right now and it is uh, a very important time i like how my fourth degree mark is made during my fourth degree of capricorn it's like the material it's bringing it down into the material it's like the cardinal material so the fourth degree happening during my fourth degree is very special and i'm looking forward to seeing where especially that branch and masonry leads for me but uh that's really for non-masons it's nothing you need to hear really i mean it's okay for you to hear it's not gonna you know, get you abducted next to the cow in the field. Although now that I've told you that, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that is actually what happens. But um, you know, you won't remember. It's okay. So, uh, in the meanwhile, this is the fourth episode of the Six of Discs, D I S K S. Still, might change the cups to chalices. I always kind of thought that was a nice way to put it. But come on, doesn't that sound just so like, hey, you guys got all the chalices? It's something. It kind of sounds a little fancier than I want it to. But all the same, you know, it's fine. <laughs> so, this episode of the Six of Discs, which is for me, of course, a solo show. It's my show to kind of uh, touch base with what it's like to be the magician known as Nathan Lee Miller Foster, or Nate Foster slash occult fan. And, yeah, um, this is an important time period, I think, that I'm going to be able to explain what it's like for me to go through it so that when it comes around for you, you'll be able to have a better understanding of it for your own self. The time period of which I speak, let's just go with astrology terms for now. People are familiar with the Saturn's return. Of course, those who are slightly more uh, interested in these topics will realize that the Saturn's return is exactly what is sung about in The Grudge uh, with Tool. Of course, Saturn is lead and heavy and completely the opposite of tin and Jupiter and light and expansive. Jupiter being a benefic and Saturn being a so-called malefic. This all being said, when you have a return, that's when it comes back to where it was when you were born in the sky.
it being, you know, <laughs> a planet. <laughs> so that's when, um, in this case, you know, you're, if you're going to use the sun, you know, it's a solar return. That's your birthday, right? Many happy returns. The sun's returning. A lot of under a lot of getting more into magic and getting more aware of how the world works from the hidden occult perspective is it's just as scientific as what people in the regular normie plain old boring world would have you think to be like common sense like oh it's science shut up so science you know is obviously it's you know the way that things quote unquote work it just works how do you know that we did experiments and it's repeated itself and it's the same thing just for the occult. The mechanisms aren't necessarily purely chaotic. That is to say, though, of course, the Nietzschean quote, uh, <laughs> paraphrase at this point, <laughs> that one must still have chaos inside them to give birth to a dancing star. And that's all I really do is just kind of give birth to a lot of dancing stars. <laughs> An entire galaxy from out of my own heart. So... At this time of the year, <laughs> the sun has returned to Capricorn. We've just entered into Capricorn 1. In the tarot, that's the two of coins, or the two of discs. I should say discs on this show, shouldn't I? <laughs> so, the idea is that for each of the decans, sans the elemental uh, purity, which is the ace, you have 2, 3, 4 for cardinal, 5, 6, 7 for fixed and eight nine ten for mutable and of course you see three six and nine for the second decan in any given of the decanates so this is the return to capricorn so the sun's back where it is it's in the darkest time of year of course but um that's cool man you know got our got our circular wreaths with the bow on them right and that represents the world right 21 um, it is neat how the second decanate is always a multiple of three, by the way. That is something cool. As it were, the turn, the pattern that comes from looking at the returns of suns and, of course, the moons make their, she makes her way around every 28-ish days. When it returns to where it is in your chart, it being whichever planet in question, celestial body, the moving stars, if we will, like Saturn, you know, you get that every 27 to 30 years, and that's going to come back around and teach you a Saturn lesson. Just like the birthday, everyone's paying attention to you. Oh, you're ba you're here? You know, something about the sun. Pay attention to them. Pay attention to them. And, you know, uh, as far as, you know, when the moon returns to full in the 30 for that cycle, that is not exactly the same thing to do to where she is in the sky. She's waxing and waning on her own. And then there's also the position in the sky and the lunar day and yada yada. But Jupiter, we're here to talk about old 24, 1, 2, 4 equals 7. So Jupiter is the planet of expansion and jolility, joy, fruitfulness, abundance. You have, you have Frater Xavier, a friend, a mentor, and one of the best magicians uh, rocking on the online scene has this video about this man who's given uh, the impression, this poor man, given the impression, literally, like, unwealthy man, given the impression that he's won the lottery, and he's so grateful, and it's so wonderful to watch. It's one of those things. I love that stuff, man. I love it. And he wants to give it to other people. He wants to help. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm never going to go full cynical or, you know, fake-minded about things like some 
you know, anti-genius or <laughs> some discrodian. You know, I love that stuff, but like it's 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 cartoonville. You know, for people who make that their operating mechanism as an adult, they might as well commit uh, anyways. So I mean it. Like I really have a problem with like fruitfulness in this world, <laughs> and I don't have a problem with it for myself. I give birth to the stars all the time, and there's that chaos that I say, but recognize that all I'm saying is that when you grow older, it's I, I just can't take you seriously as an existing creature if you're not gonna try to you know, fight for the good fight in a way. And that's where I put my foot down. I realize that as a Libra, it's very difficult for me to <laughs> say these things in a way. So I'm just like, everybody, everybody get along. Come on. You can do it. No, no, no. Bad Mr. CEO. No, no, no dumping your pollution there. And no, no, no bad child rape king. You can't do that stuff. And it's like, everyone just get along. And, you know, obviously that's not how the game goes. So instead, I have to choose to point my Death Star focus and say, this is what I want the world to look like. I think it's reasonable. I think I'll do it in a wu-wei sort of Taoist manner. And at the same time, just as the Tao that cannot be spoke is the eternal Tao, or just as the Tao that can be spoke is not the eternal Tao, the same thing goes with how just as there are certain things that you know, I would love the world to be perfectly. It doesn't mean it's going to be that way. So I have to come down on one side of a thing or another. At least it seems to be that way. I'm not saying about neutrality on moving trains or anything for the Zins. But I'm talking about how... <laughs> for what it's worth. Ultimately, it's super important to just be a cool person. Like, I love the ideal of this, this the endless stoner summer. Just party on the beach. Everyone's having fun. Just good times. Like Grant talks about every pleasure and satisfaction is fulfilled. But at the same time, that's not how things really work. And, you know, I want to make sure that I'm using this Jupiter's return to stress that point. That's why I'm recording this right now. These are the very last hours of Jupiter being at 4 degree Capricorn. And uh, I've used this time to uh, set up my... No, well, like, I, I've, I've done a few important things. Uh, with this, with these last few hours, and so basically, the reason I'm recording this now too is so that you can hear a log of what was going on during that celestial time and how I'm using it to look at my life. So to bring it back around again, <laughs> Jupiter comes back around when it is uh, about eleven to twelve years. Okay. And when you get to 11 to 12 years, apparently what you look at is um, where you've been since the period that Jupiter was, obviously the last time in this case at 4 degrees Capricorn. And again, for me, Pisces rising, that's in my 11th house, but uh, some people like to try to say it's in the 10th, and I go all. It's the only one I'm okay with, because I'm like, well, Jupiter expanding material things in my, in my 10th house. Yeah, yeah, I could be cool with that too. But mostly 11th house, and you'll note that I am a Freemason, and that's kind of like exactly, <laughs> that's like your house of relationships is your 11th house, and mine is run by the cardinal material building block one. I mean, the third, um, the three of pentacles, which is in Capricorn, the second decan, when my um, show comes out, uh, the six of swords comes out on the sixth of every uh, month. And that's always going to be the second decan. 
so it's always going to be a three, a six, or a nine, which is kind of cool how it works out that way. In the meanwhile, so to bring it back around to where I'm at, this is um, I try to I try to express that I'm very skin in the game. I'm very above. Uh, you know, I have secrets. I obviously have my own secrets. We all do. But for what's worth and uh, what's worth operating in the world and useful, not mine are not the kind that are dark and bad. Mine are just human and decent and probably really freaking crazy too. But hey, you know, welcome to your life. I'm sure. So as it were, you know, we look at how most of the things I'm willing to say, I'm willing to be above board on. You look at my chart, very open. It's like everything except for my moon by like a degree and a half or something is above the horizon. Obviously, besides the uh, the opposite nodes. That being said, um, and any of the LCs or whatever it is. But anyways, <clears throat> I think it's important to use my life as a lesson for others in a way. So, skin of the game. Yeah, I was declared homeless back in 2008 because of a series of events. I was falsely accused of a thing that was very serious at the time. You know, it was very life-altering. Like to make an, a lovely joke about, you know, my quarter Jewish and he likes to make a lovely joke. We had a lo we had a wonderful Jewish lawyer. Everything went away. Everything's fine. No, no problem. It was a complete bullshit thing in the first place. But it's the it was just due to the nature of the situation. It wasn't something that was easy to to deal with. And I wasn't at a place where I could. And so I ended up at this time period. Actually, um, I quit before they could fire me. But I had to I had to leave a school. Um, it was a crap school. It was a piece of crap college. Uh, I, I, I'm a generally very positive dude. But <laughs> it was a joke of a school. I'm not saying that I went to like anything that could be considered like the most amazing. But I do love uh, UMass Boston. I like the UMass systems. And uh, I like Boston. And so UMass Boston was lovely to uh, to graduate from in uh, <laughs> August of 2012. <laughs> yes, triple minor, triple major. Hooray for me, right? Yeah. So anyways, 33 is the magic number. We'll carry on. At that point, it was about the end of 2007. I had just turned 23, okay, if anyone's paying attention. Um, and October came, and I attended a, uh, a Babette's Feast, actually. And I was just, I got plastered. I was done. I was, I was, whoo boy. I made out with this girl. <laughs> I, I swear to God, this must be like one of the, and I say this just like as, as, a, as someone who's like a, a story writer, this is probably one of the, one of the more memorable moments in this young lady's lifetime when we just like, I just kind of like, we just like made out there <laughs> and she was all into it and everything. You could tell like this was like a, a nuclear bomb. Anyway, so enough about that shit. <laughs> I was in there, uh, we went and did the Babette's Feast. I was obviously like 18 sheets to the wind. Anyway, so long story short, I still was, you know, in my faculties. But uh, not for long, to say the least, as far as being in the uh, the school. Anyways, a bunch of unfortunate and unfair and just uncomely things were going on. Just by, The forces were working in my life, and I was... You know, I passed the I passed the sobriety test and everything. Trust me, this is a story. I'm giving you guys some real like, this is some, this is ugly, but it's honest, and you need to know that like, you know, everyone has to work on their own stuff. Anyone who anyone who thinks they're in a position of immunity, <laughs> yes, you shall you shall you shall learn. So, um, the idea is that. I ended up having to leave the school, and now it's like the last quarter of 2007 going into 2008. And if you're looking at the celestial um, 
macro going on, that is the time when Jupiter was approaching 4 degrees Capricorn. It would do so uh, officially January 5th, 2008. So October, November, December. So, you know, it was it was approaching. It was, it was in the ingress, so to say, so to speak. And so that you can see this is a big, big, big change. And for me, it's material and house of friends. And, you know, so that's college, you know, a group of that. That's, that's d dissolving, suddenly changing. But because of that, I was put into a lot of lovely... Programs, uh, it's it's you know I either I either hide my my life or I or I'm open about it and it is what it is. They put me in a bunch of alternative programs and stuff like that and you know, my God, the things I'll have to say eventually. But for now, it was just a complete kindergarten. It was it was an infantilization process, but it was you know I was basically acting like an adult infant in a way of you know. I've never been less than a critically cool dude, but, like, I've had my really shitty moments, and some of these were happening. So what happened was I ended up going to these things, and I had this whole long, drawn-out court case, which, like I said, completely was nullified. And that person, let's just say their karma's not good. Huh? We'll leave it there. <laughs> they really, they, 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 they shot themselves in the face, pretty much, like, karmically speaking. So, um, I have no idea, and I probably, I, I have no care to find out. I know things work out, and I don't want to be that person who falsely accused uh, this good dude, Nathan Lee, of anything, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, uh, and besides moments like this when I'm talking about it for the sake of Jupiter and coming back around, like, I really, or any of these things, uh, for the sake of a lesson, it's, this stuff isn't on my mind, it's, it's, uh, it's soil in my garden. <clears throat> And so, she, uh, I'm going to cut that part out. One, three, two, one. I'm not going to mention she. Three, two, one. So, basically, yeah, um, there's really no need to go into any of that except for, like, it all passed by and I ended up going to these other things and meeting some other types of people for a while more into the... I guess just to straight up, it was all like the mental health system and stuff. And I've seen my share, you know, they put me in AA way back in like high school. I can't even tell you. I've had such an exposure to this other world. Uh, my Pisces rising really comes through here. I mean, I've seen like stuff, like lots in lo I'm not going to say I've seen everything, but I've seen lots. And it makes sense that like, you know, even as soft and lovey as I am, like how militant I am as well and long story short I ended up like seeing all this other side of things again and you know I had to go to AA for all this stuff and I you know forced sobriety for like three years <laughs> and long story short I ended up being declared homeless and being moved out of my place in uh, where I used to live and um into a place that was actually a respite shelter for people who were declared to be as such. Dude, this was such a mind, like, trust me. But yeah, the respite shelter turned out to be, like, a house away from the Masonic Temple in Norwood. My life is highly faded. I must have you know this. You will not know it any other way. My life is highly faded. I have free will. And I like to use my free will to do pretty things and to be nice to people and to hold the door and be cool and just like people just 
Oh, you can't do that. Said, I'll do what I'm going to do. I'll show you love, mother... I'll love you so hard, your eyes will explode. So, anyways. <laughs> Man. I do kind of say... I, I do love Kurt Vonnegut. And, uh... I, I just want to throw that out there. Because he really feels like... Uh, he and Mr. Sam... Brother Samuel Clemens really uh, inspire me. In some ways. That being said... Um... How are we going to bring this back around? So uh, it's like January 5th, 2008, and in May of 2008, I was moved to Norwood, uh, right over to that. So, like, all of this stuff is happening, like this horrible thing, and, you know, I still remember listening to Neil Young back then. Uh, still, you know, I was 23, and, old man, take a look at my life, I'm a lot like you were, and 24 and so much more, and I was like... Dude, I'll probably remember this forever. I still remember. I was in the other bedroom in Foxborough. I used to live in Foxborough. Now I'm in uh, Norwood. It's Bill Burr calls Norwood and Canton area. These are the nicest outer suburbs of Boston. Once you get past here, it's not Boston. But, uh, you know, if you're asking the people who do the money, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're, uh, we're a town. But anyways, yes, I'm a Bostonian. And a Foxwoodian and Norwoodian, and uh, it's not a great name, but Medwanian, too, so you got those going on, and I suppose I'm a part Eden Prairie, too, it's not even one, I don't even, I'm not going to claim any Minnesotan townships, actually, I just lived there on and off as a kid, so if we're coming back around, then, um, yeah, I ended up getting moved out there around 2008, and it was, like, really weird how all this stuff happens, but, like, Wow, yeah, the Capricorn four degrees moved me like right over to where I would join. Oh man, <laughs> that is nutty. That's why I do these shows. It's kind of um self reflection, in a way, but you get to hear. And it's something weird about me. I think people are actually you know interested in listening to me for some reason. I have no idea what's wrong with these people. Why are you doing this? Why? Go do something. Listen to this more actually. So, anyways. I ended up in Norwood, and it was basically really strange that, um, you know, all of this stuff was happening. It was really upending, like, really, like, feet in the air, head on the ground. So, long story short, that was January 5th, 2008, when my Capricorn moved into four degrees. And the thing is, is that it's to pay attention to how, you know, my social relationships, personal relationships, and, like, structured relationships... And there was a lot of different groups that I went into at that time, especially like going into those different programs and then moving to a new college, UMass Boston, which I was at for three years and graduated from 20, you know, the fall to 2009 to basically, you know, spring to 2012 slash summer in that whole period. And then I started working more, doing different, I was a security guy, you know, what do you call it? Security guard. I did um, grand, uh, ground, uh, uh, landscaping, uh, did uh, dog walking. So, and, uh, if there really is some kind of weird, like, conspiracy about, like, anti-dog people versus the dog people, if it really is, like, a war of, like, people who love animals versus people who don't, dude, that makes it real easy for me to choose a side. I mean, like, if that's the, please, like, I'm trying to figure out a, a team, then have it be the people who love animals. I'm not saying the people who love them and don't eat them, just the people who love animals. Like, you know, you can eat animals and still love them. I'm not going to take your vegan argument. Anyone with a vegan argument, please, just cook yourself and feed yourself to a cannibal or something. I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a dark humor. 
said with a very serious Capricorn voice, dark humor. Remember, Capricorn is where the humor comes from, don't forget. That's one for you. All right, so keeping it going. Yeah, a lot of my groups changed back then. But, like, now that I, in 2017, entered Freemasonry, vice versa, it entered me, then I would say that, yeah, it's it's really an interesting place and position to compare where I'm at right now, this end of uh, 2019, beginning of 2020, with where I was at at the end of 2007, beginning of 2018, so 12 years ago. And then the whole cycle that it took from there. And remember, you guys listening to this are part of that. You're part of the um, the the tailor end of that. So it went from like 2000, you know, eight and nine, and so then I was ten and eleven and twelve in college, and then thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, really getting back into the whole real world thing, trying to recover from the staggering of twenty three, and then I get to the point where it's like, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, did this uh, massive. Empire of Angels via Brother Jason Louvre uh, in April of 2018. So to bring us forward a couple, you know, because 2016 was really, uh, I'm, I'm trying to do justice to this. My mind's bouncing around. It's probably best if we go in a straight line. But I'll say that uh, April 18 was a huge marking point. Uh, a lot of work changes then. And then um, bring it up to April 2019. When suddenly there's a, a a wild JJ appears, and that was uh, Beltane, so end of April. I mean, we started to get to know each other before then, but we uh, met on April 30th. So, you know, more fate, more fate, more fate. Her moon is 29 degrees uh, Virgo, and my sun is 00, zero Libra. So, like, our, her moon's, like on my son so it's like crazy fate and i guess like the reason i'm bringing all of this stuff up is so that you guys can know that i went through like some like hard ish stuff you know i mean the woman who like you know the apartment that i'm living in now the woman who had it before me kissed me on the cheek and then died like not like in, the, in her seat but like a day or two later died and then i moved into her place completely unknowing <laughs> and that's the kind of magic that's been working around me uh, and through me and with me, you know. Uh, as someone who lived in Medway, Massachusetts as a kid at 23 Ellis Street, you know, 23 in Ellis. I'm just learning how how strange this is. Like, sometimes you almost have, like, a realization, like, in the solipsistic moment of, like, is this going to turn out that I'm creating this whole thing? <laughs> Did I make you, listener, listening to me? But no, I didn't. I'm just an equal part in measure, just like you are, of one that is even grander than us. And perhaps there's grander things above that. I do wonder if the Grand Architect was created by Sophia, or something along those lines. Honesty. Truth wins, no matter what. Whatever truth is, truth, truth will always out, and truth is the best. Truth is more powerful than anything, and it's the best. It really is, so... Telling the truth is good for you, too. You know, I'm not afraid of where I've been. I don't have any shame. I have zero shame. I am shameless. <laughs> and uh, sexy as well. And prolific. And profound. And purposeful. And poignant? <laughs> is that the one I want to go with? I'm going to pull that one out, too. Okay. <laughs> a panoply of pixies. Okay. So, anyways. Jump back a bit. Okay? Follow me back around here. Won't you take me down... 
Strawberry Fields Forever is in my head now. So let's check this out, guys. It was about 2014, right? 2013. I was, I, I, was, I was engaged in 2012. So I got out of college. I pretty much moved into a relationship that spring when I'm getting out of college. And it's like 2012 spring till... Uh, about Christmas of 2013, Christmas of 2013, I officially cut her out of my life. Uh, when I went to engage her, I put my ring on her finger, and it shot off her finger into the ocean. Longer story for another time, but it literally shot off her finger. Shot off. You need to hear my words so you understand. So, yeah, hello sign smacking you up the fucking head. Pardon my language, guys. I almost made it a whole way through without swearing. You know? Part of my Freemasonic self really likes to just really try to be a good dude and gentleman about these things. So I really am trying to watch my language just for that sake of fucking... Oh, Gavalt. Jesus, see? <laughs> it's almost funny. Um, I do put the explicit filter on this just for the sake of, uh, you know... Yes, I, I am a upstanding man, but gosh, my language. <laughs> so let's keep going forward after that relationship. Um, oof. 2014 fresh start <laughs> i like 2014 2014 i was moving away from my more liberal um super jesus-y like meaning like not like christian but like i was christ-like and i wanted to save the world kind of thing and everyone becomes christ-like so thank you so much for listening i hope you're enjoying this episode so far one of the main intentions is to show you part of my magical journey i have really zero bones about saying who I am. I want you to understand that besides this being the part in the show where those who have donated under the executive associate, uh, executive and associate executive producer level, this is the point in the show for those who were producers to get a shout out or get their notes read from under the 200 and above $50. Anything below 50 is anonymous. And I want you to also understand about my personal journey that you can't take anything too seriously believe my Zen calendar today has something by Charlie Chaplin saying, in the end, it's all a gag. And it's reminiscent of Hesse's, Herman Hesse's, eternity is, the seriousness is a mistake of an overvaluing of time. Eternity is long enough for a joke. And at the same time, our work is extremely serious. So I want you to be able to understand that this isn't something that anyone is inflexible about and at the same time the arrow of light pierces right through so you'll figure that out it's the best I was trying to figure out a way to say that <laughs> I don't want you to think I'm taking myself too seriously but at the same time as far as the story is as it's lived out through us I take that extremely without any exemption extremely seriously so you figure that out. <laughs> I think that's the best way to put that for now. Um, you know, it's. I was struck by something this past St. John's Day, which was uh, occurred between the recording recording of this, <laughs> recording of this, and the release. As you can tell, I'm recording uh, these words right now. It's uh, the 29th of December. Gosh, if you really want, if you really must know, it's Mercury time. Nice. Mercury hour, it's 2.46, all right? <laughs> and uh, so as 2020 comes out, you know, I've seen people do other lists, you know, the 
the hundred this or the this many this or you know it's the most this and it's like all right well you know if i do something like that i might squeeze one out on the next day but uh <laughs> i guess it's the time to do one maybe i'm saying that to keep an eye out for something like that we'll see it'll be on the occult fan wordpress there <clears throat> yes that exists so anyways you can find your way to the six of swords discord do not forget that is there we got some really cool guests coming up for the next couple of six of swords shows i'm looking forward to those i'm going to be starting the series over again again it's the second season so each episode well, first six of swords first six of cups first six of wands first six of discs for the second season and so on and so forth and remember that you can create a character once you reach $50 for the value-for-value value role-playing game. There is that. That is the RPG that comes attached to the value-for-value value system that we have pioneered here. That is the fact that we pioneered the value-for-value value role-playing game, not the value-for-value value itself, which is a great opportunity to, again, give thanks to the Podfathers at No Agenda. And again, to Six of Swords Discord, you can go and find the others who are there there's so many it's a great nexus of freedom-minded people chaos magicians and those who are interested in spirituality and art and healing and mystery in general we have the coolest people it's perfect over there it's just really the best <laughs> all right how's that eh? now i think uh we've done a good job with the midtro so now back to the show so that was an important thing to me uh back then you know trying to understand like you know what's going on i started to get into truth out and truth dig and counter punch before alexander cockburn died i remember when he died or do i do i remember just reading an, an elegy for him at that time all right it might be that all right so that's where i used to come from a very liberal i used to listen like way back in like 2009 till like 2012 i was listening to npr every day I was a you know a pretty pretty radical uh, left type of dude, uh, card carrying socialist for a few years actually to be fully honest and ashamed a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. God, I have no no problem with where I've been. You know, literally zero. I am an alchemical golden uh, substance that is pouring through the future or from the future, and both ways I am sure actually as I speak. So this is the deal. Yes, I okay, good confirmation out there. All right, I just got a weird sink. All right, so that's true, apparently. <laughs> I know it, though. It's not like I need to be told so. So anyways, listen. Like, I went from being a card-carrying socialist to, like, one day, uh, one of my fellow philosophy students, she's in the hallway, and she's just like, she, I forget what she said, man. But she, she killed socialism. She, like, literally murdered it right in front of me just by saying, like, oh, so you want me to pay for this or something? It's like, holy shit. It wasn't that simple, but, like, destroyed it. And, like, I love it when my friends be all like, no, Nathan Lee, you're a socialist. And I'm like, no, dude. You, as awesome as you are, to any of my friends, female, male, whomever, like, or otherwise that say this kind of stuff, like, I'm still like, mm, no. I, we can do this without, we, it's like why, you know, you don't talk about politics in certain places, <laughs> like, we can be friends, we just don't want to talk about the enemy's deception, anyways, I don't know, I'm, I'm getting a little closer with what I'm trying to say, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't, you know, as someone who's a permaculturally hearted man, um, god damn, I really, we need to get that going on, we need capitalism or something like a, a free market with permaculture, 
Stay in balance. Do not hurt the earth. If you hurt the earth, I swear to God, I hope she turns up into a golem and rips you under. Do not hurt the earth. Do not. And yeah, I know she's going to kill us too. That's cool, man. Be a gentleman about it, at least. Anyways. <laughs> so, back around. 2014, I start working at this thing. I swear to God, this guy's name was like George Markarian. This weird, like thing where he like was a student of G.I. Gurdjieff I'm not even kidding like he studied under Gurdjieff he said it was the weirdest thing and then like dark journalist and Olivia mentioned this guy named George Markarian I'm like dude I work for that guy and like he lived in Medway too apparently at some point before living in Westwood and like now I'm all like yeah dude but that guy couldn't be the same George Markarian it was weird anyways I don't know if I need to blow that up I worked for him whatever he actually uh, fired me on the spot when his son came home from college. He's like, oh, dude, I don't need to pay this guy anymore. <laughs> You're gone. I'm like, thanks, dude. No hard feelings. I'll give you a good shout-out on my podcast one day. Arse. Anyways, <laughs> God bless him. Honestly, God bless him. God bless him. So the point is is that I ended up going doing some work like that. Oh, he's still, I was still in my... um. You know, got to save everyone phase then. And he's like, how are you going to save everyone? You know, are you going to, you know, slowly getting woken up to the, you know, live thy own will kind of thing, I guess. But um, about 2014 into 2015 is when I started to take classes in cannabis, New England Grassroots Institute with Mike and Melissa uh, Fitzgerald. And I took that with them in the end of, so the fall course in 2014. So that's where I was 2014. You can see where I've been since 2008. Moved to Norwood, going through those programs. Then 2009, college. 2010, college. 2011, college. Uh, 2012, college. And then that relationship. And then that relationship. And then starting to work a bit more. And then working more. Sans that relationship. And now we're up to 2014. Now it's uh, summer 2014. You know, fall of 2014. And I'm... Uh, you know, I've got my can. I I, I believe in uh, February of 2014, I had got my cannabis license, and oh yeah, let's jump back to the cannabis in all of this. I appeared in front of the Massachusetts State Senate back in 2009, I believe March. I can't remember, um, and I argued for the legalization of medical marijuana back then. So I'm part of the legal history and legal fight for it, and I am one of the earlier adopters. Uh, I got my cannabis card in 2014. I was going over to, I won't say the last name, but people know that in Massachusetts there was a famous early, early, early uh, weed place. Uh, Bill, I believe was his name. He's a kind of a stoner legend dude in his own right. He's a nice guy. He's still doing uh, something with CBD, please, or something like that. But yeah, so like, I guess I've just kind of been in the right place at the right time for a lot of this stuff, but. You know, it's also not easy to go in front of the state senators. Now Now that I'm, like, in a different section of society, like, it's getting weird to see, like, how I could see things from before. Like, this, this gets all strange. But uh, let's just say that, like, for now, um, it wasn't easy to do that back then, but I'm super glad that I did because, like, it's cool to be part of the legalization, even if ultimately, you know, we're seeing that the weed is been made illegal and then you know flux and flow now it's legal and now <laughs> this is when we're gonna implement the 5g but you'll be too stoned to fight back i don't know man what am i saying right just fucking around just for the lulls just for the lulls until they steal your soul just for the lulls just for the l-u-l-l-s all right anyways a little sar sardonic it's my Jupiter and Capricorn. It's that dark humor. It's expansive. 
we all made dead baby jokes when we were kids. We were horrible people. Do we even acknowledge, like, you know, like, it's like I want to be morally pure in a way, but, like, at the same time, that's such a BS statement. You know, I'm trying to be real with, like, how I can be the best I can be. Honestly, I really want to be, like... All right. Women, have refer especially women, have referred to me as a demigod. There's been a lot of weird stuff going on in my life. And the fact that Nathan Lee Miller Foster, NLMF, my name proper, it's not Nathan, it's Nathan Lee or Nate. It's saying, Nathan, you're not talking about me. That's not me. I'm Nathan Lee or Nate. And when you look at the NLFM and you rearrange it, you get Nephilim. And I've always had this strange kind of like joke ever since back. Like, so let's jump back to like 2014 and... Now I'm starting to get into the cannabis stuff, and now I'm starting to get into more of the alternative perspectives, and even good old brainiac me, all oh, the Freemasons. Yeah, I was an idiot a couple of years ago. Actually, I was probably an idiot this morning. Slightly less of an idiot than I was before. <laughs> what does that say about now, right? So anyways, yeah, I used to be all paranoid and just kind of like garbage in, garbage out, repeating back what I was fed. But, um... You know, I started to make my own mind up for myself beginning in 2015, and I stopped getting paranoid. In 2016, I reached out to the Masons. In 2017, I re-reached out after uh, a year of being like, nope, not going to do it. So cannabis and masonry, you know. Uh, uh, what was that? Uh, stoner Mason. That's right. So came up with that. Me and my buddy, uh, me and my brother. But uh, I'll, I'll leave him anon for now. Uh, so anyways, so straight up, you know, what it is is that around that time I started to get into cannabis uh, culture, like uh, the education aspect of it, I should say. <laughs> Not get it. I've been into cannabis culture since I was seventeen, approximately. Maybe a little before then. Maybe even before I started smoking with all those Johnson and Smith catalogs and thinking it was so cool. You know, I've always loved psychedelic, stoner, trippy stuff. There's a scene in the Beavis and Butthead movie where it goes all like, like I just love that kind of stuff. So, anyways, um. Yeah, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, that's what that was. That's rad, dude. All right. So, anyways, bring it back around. It's 2014, and I'm doing all of this cannabis stuff and starting to research, you know, beyond counterpunch and truth out and truth dig. So, around 2014, the, the end of that, going into 2015, you know, now I'm starting to get, you know, now I got my, can my first of two cannabis degrees. I would take the master course in uh, the spring of 2015. In spring 2015, a fellow cannabis student and I travel down to Free Your Mind 3. So you can tell that at this point, I'm already getting into the alternative stuff, and I'm willing to go down there. I discover Tragedy and Hope first. I think Tragedy and Hope through Richard Andrew, Richard Andrew, Richard Andrew and Lisa Grove, God bless them both and their family, were the first people that I found that were into this kind of stuff. And I couldn't have, like I said, I've led a very blessed and charmed and protected life even for all of the harshest stuff that I've been through and I feel like there was no other person that I could have been or been introduced to to begin my journey with this than Richard and Lisa and their tragedy and hope. Richard now runs the autonomy course which I took back last a year ago and it's a very good course and we can talk about that another time but um about one-third of the Six of Swords people, I, I pride myself on being able to bring, you know, these different communities together. About a third of them are, like, the liberty-minded, more just regular old, not con so much conservative and family and country, but just, like, that kind of. And that's there's a part of me that's very much, that's very representative of who I am. And there's another third that's, like, the more, you know, King Mob, Lord Fanny, you know, gender-fluid, gender-queer... 
liberal, very wild and free aspect. And we have, you know, the Chaos Magician, basically. So we have the, we have about a third there in uh, of Six of Swords. And again, another third is more just like spiritual. I don't know. I got a, I got a nice little woo-woo streak going on, too. I got a nice little love and light streak. So uh, basically, that's the that's the, you know the components of who comes and listens to these things. So I'm trying to meet all of those because they're all in me. So it's just like, here, it's actually me justify. It's, it's me giving myself a moment to fully express me because I am complicated in a way, but I'm not. It all makes sense. It's all built on the same thing. So I hope you're kind of getting a better feel for where we're at. And this is also the uh, one of the final shows of the first series. We're going to begin the six of series with the six of swords, the flagship. I'm, probably just going to call it the six of swords show for what it's worth for now but six of swords and you also will have then that would be season two episode one season two episode two and so on so anything in 2020 will be season two and it'll be all nice and ordered and balanced and none of this random is it episode this and that so we'll have that going on of course with the value for value role-playing game that'll start to kick up and it'll be simple at first (laughs) it's very simple at first but all of all of your money that's donated to the show does get uh, represented in that as well so like it's double value triple value it's it's really cool actually it's value for (laughs) triple value i don't know anyways um i will know though (laughs) it's very fun um so much that i just don't say (laughs) you're so surprised to hear that i'm sure (laughs) but i do i do make sure that i get the truth out uh that is necessary for your change as well um and i hope that is understood Jumping back around, we go to Free Your Mind 3. I get to meet Mark Passio and carry his gear for him. And, like, it was important for me to, you know, I just, I know, I, I know what, the, there's certain things that go on. And I know how to, I know how to write action, write moment, write time. And that's, uh, despite my very humble life, like, it's just this dude, you know, musician, artist, writer, dude, um, with, really interesting stuff that's happened throughout his life but like yeah um (laughs) it's uh it's 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 very um it's very important for me to um be able to bring this out i think is where i'm going with this because that is that which is within you as miguel who i love dearly has said uh, i would say uh and this is one of the most important quotes in the world that which is within you if you bring it out it will save you that which is within you if you do not it will destroy you and it's basically like god gave you this life and god's like all right create 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 go forward and multiply you know go forth and multiply like in the backward in the secret section of undertow it's true in a way because if you don't like that's like turn that's the inversion that's the evil it's like not using it so then god's like no man like whatever that is right whatever god is god's like nah dude you're not doing it and I, it's nothing personal but i built it in that if you don't it will self-destruct that is how we keep things going you know there's a good reward if you do it right and there's a bad negative if you don't and i really don't have all the answers uh, to how we fix these really up traumatized lines of people but man like just always be strong always be always be heroic always be resilient you know it's like a mixture of like being as cool as bruce lee and as being as brave as let's see here who's someone that i would want to use for this spartacus and then uh maybe also as kind as christ so if you can compassionate right simplicity patience and compassion these are your true treasures like so like if you can combine those spartacus with jesus christ 
And um do 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 my brain's like trying to get back to my first I I know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Don't make me edit my own show. Well, anyways, <laughs> my memory is delightful suddenly. But anyways, I obviously it's in your head and it's not in mine and that's funny, but I can't remember the first person that I used as an example. But anyways, that's all right. I know I was like King Mob is after that. So don't worry about it. <laughs> it's there. You heard it. And to combine those attributes. Yes, right, right. Really chill, but heroic. Right, that's right. So I think that that's the, mo- like, that's the most important thing is to like find that balance and always still bring out that which is within you and to permaculturally live for the good. I, I can't really point you in the bestest of all the directions is... But I've got this one life that I'm living and I'm giving you the best that I can for now. And damn it, it's way more than good enough. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up at the end of the show in about 10 minutes, I suppose. These are the very final moments of Jupiter in uh, Capricorn. <laughs> Hello. I just had a call from my Masonic mentor and it's 1155. Look at all these synchronicities as I talk about Capricorn. Yes, I will call you back. Anyways, so that goes in the show, apparently. But in the meanwhile, the timing that we're at right now, astrologically speaking, it is, let's see here, uh, two degrees on Capricorn for the sun and four for Jupiter. 42, nice. And the 24, oh, that's beautiful because the Jupiter looks like a two and a four and it's four and two. What a wonderful moment in life this is. I And it's Jupiter hour here. Oh, isn't that just pleasing? Hmm. Wunderbar. So good it is. So that's basically my journey this far, and I wanted to use this show to do that. And it's also still the first season of this show, so, you know, we're getting to know me and getting to know you. La 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 la. And all that jazz. So I guess, like, uh, where are we going? So now we're in 2015, and I have discovered Woo Woo. And I'm still drinking pretty heavily. Uh, That's another part of this story. I haven't had anything to drink for a year now. And I've chosen that instead of congratulating my arse. (laughs) I'm going to enjoy the fruits of this freedom. And I don't do the AA. Though God bless for those who do. Right? If it works, I want you to be sober no matter what you need to do. (laughs) Like, that's important. Like, that's that's a vicious thing for sure. Like, I was put into AA back in the day, back when I was a kid too. So, like, my attitude with this stuff is... You know, it's always been, like, one of forcing on to me rather than my own a choice to, like, recognize that, like, I'm cool for, like, two beers. Three? You've heard what I've been through. Do you really think that I'm a happy camper when my shadow comes out to play? Or do you think that, like, I say stuff that gets my ass blocked on Twitter for being, like, an abusive psychopath? It's not okay to talk that way. But there's something really dark and dangerous about becoming someone who identifies with the void i'll tell you that much and when you have pain and low frontal cortical activity because of al ghul then yeah man you you definitely can uh sign up for the dark side and a cheap disguise on consumer grade video you know what i'm saying so it's why for me like part of this is like an active choice to align with the white lodge so to speak my understanding of the upward spiral the upwards momentum that kind of creative choice because it's a 90 percent, right charles swindoll 90 percent of what happens to you is your you know 
attitude. 10% is what happens. 90% of your life is how you respond. And so using that 90%, like I choose to be an upward spiraling mother. You know what I'm saying? Like I choose to be an upward spiraler. I see what it looks like in the fear inoculum. By the way, look to season seven of X-Files. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I found it out. That was so cute to find. F-I, F-I. So anyways, and also um, in Skyward Sword too. But yes, season seven X-Files. <coughs> so excuse me. Let's uh let's keep going here. So, you know, for me it's important to, uh, because I'm so sensitive to these forces and with my Pisces rising especially, like I'm, dude, Pisces rising, Equinox Sun, 00, zero Libra with a 28 degree Leo moon, the same Leo moon that caused the American um, eclipse. Like, dude, my life is faded. Like, I don't even know if you understand what I'm saying. Like, I don't care if you do, <laughs> frankly. That, yeah, doesn't, it's not relevant. But for those of you who do, um, you probably, and I mean, you'll know that you're vibing with me. You'll know. You'll know. It's subtle, but you'll know, or maybe it won't be. But, like, y'all, if you are, I want you to come forward and talk with me because, like, you might be a very important ally. And truthfully, like, I'm all about forgiveness. Like, I want to speak about allies and forgiveness, and we'll bring it back around, too. Like, the lesson that I'm learning from the Holy Gift, which came to me at the end of uh, 2014 when I was in that cannabis, I want to mention that I was just chilling with that girl that I went to Free Your Mind 3 with. We were just joking around. I was like, oh, yeah, you take this thing, and parable becomes this. And I just joked around, and suddenly out of the out of the fool's mouth, right? And I mean that, like, because you can be magician and fool. And I was just, like, fucking joking around, just, ha, <laughs> ha. Channeled it right through me. I was like, holy shit. And then you discover that Nathan Lee is Nathaniel split into two. And it's the EEL, like the electric eel, with the electric energy of the Elohim, the uh, holy electric energy of the ark that is the fire electric, that is the holy energy. And Nathan Lee is the gift that is holy or the holy gift. Holy shit. <laughs> so that's me, the holy gift. Sometimes going, holy fucking shit. Just like, uh, I like to joke that uh, Tool is kind of like, uh, sometimes it's like, um, I like to, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that's 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 the character that I play sometimes. But uh, it's uh, the character we all play, truthfully. But I am the holy gift. And that is something that I found out later on after just making it up. And then I met Alex Gray in 2007. Okay, yeah, can we pull this forward? We're going to bring this all around. The last few minutes and then we're going to be good. Because at twelve thirty at twelve twelve, that's the last minute of um, four degrees uh, Capricorn Jupe. Once it's twelve thirteen, that's when it switches into uh, fifth degree Capricorn. And at that point, I will cut the recording, no matter where we are, and then I'll do the uh, editing afterwards or whatever. Intro, midtro, outro, you know, PayPal uh, dot com. That's a cult fan at Gmail to donate to the show. Do it if you, especially if you're vibing with it. Money's good, like money, Capricorn, like. It, one, one of the best ways to donate to me is money. You can give me time. You can give me different cool stories. And you can be your personal, like, friendship and information and help. Definitely the money. Keep that coming to the show. That'll also become even more fun as we get the Valley for Valley role-playing game going. And real rewards come from playing that. That being said, we'll keep talking a little bit further. For, for, blah, 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 blah. No, are we done? Just, are we done? Did they? Are you still listening? Okay, I'm still recording then. All right. So... Basically, in 2016, there was a big kind of magic change for me. I, be- I believe um, I started kind of getting into Giza Death Star more and a bunch of other things and starting to kind of get to know people in the community. But like, I was still like a, a really violent force, very violent force, very like I would go on to different like, uh, you know, I love um, 
we'll, we'll just mention yeah I, I would go on to i would i would be invited onto shows and people would be kind of fascinated with me and i i, I would just you know i could i i can tell like from you can just look at the social archetypes and just realize what people are you know i mean like you can you can look at me and do that too it's it's fine actually i i kind of encourage you to cuz i'm happy with what i am but that's that's you know my leo moon hey nish nish i'm just going to say hi to nish nish when i mention a leo moon um so and if I'm saying hi to Nish Nish, then I should say hi to Jerry, who I was kind of almost mentioning earlier a second ago. Now I'm going to say hi to Jerry. I'm going to say, Jerry, I'm fucking glad you're better. Your heart is huge, and you are a loving man, and you are a fucking great dude. And I love you. Also, um, yeah, let's just say, uh, you know, obviously, JJ, I love you. So, straight up, yeah, um, 2016, blah, 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 I guess. Because 2017's when I went out. I got to um, go to Hollywood. I went to Chaotic Good. Uh, had a whole bunch of crazy rune super sings. Spent time with Dave David and Tom and Sam. I love all three of you. And uh, that was a very magical time for me out there um, in Hollywood. And just the synchronicities were off the chart. And got to meet Connor Habib. Have lunch with him at his boyfriend's house. Um, Mike, I believe at the time, if that's still... I don't have not kept up on that. And Gordon was there. And I very vehemently made it known that it is Nathan Lee. <laughs> um... That's uh, that was a very powerful moment for me, actually, very Leo, um, and that was uh, during cancer, of course. But anyways, um, the woman from the craft, my goodness, I forget. It wasn't Faruza Balk. Gosh, well, one of the um, actresses from the craft did our tarot cards there. That was kind of cool too. Uh, gosh, her name just came to the mind, and then it just went away again. But yeah, 2017 was more breach- branching out and taking more courses. And um, yeah, I was a Giza Death Star member, which is how I met Gordon. Gordon and I, I didn't know Gordon until uh, we met as uh, peers in the Giza Death Star chat. So that's kind of uh, 2017 he did his thing afterwards. But uh, yeah, he's been a part of my story. So it was Austin Kopic, um, Freighter Xavier. I started taking, actually, the first magic courses I took. The real OG for me, magically, is Freighter Xavier. And I took his Mind and Magic courses. I uh, took his Law of Magic course. Actually, uh, I got to be really clear, because you can see I'm trying to piece this together. Uh, way before any Gordons or anything like that, or uh, even Austin's, there was Freighter Xavier and Uncle Birch. It was, uh, I took his year and a day witchcraft course, and there was another one. So I was already doing the witchcraft stuff like 2015, 2016, and all of that jazz. And I started to step it up more into the chaos magic, and Gordon did the great stuff again with uh, chaos protocols and... Uh, starships and pieces of eight and uh you know the fourth book so i also for the first time was going through like the uh the invisibles back then and the filth which actually i bought the filth like back in like 2008 or 9 and it sat on my shelf until 2016 when x-files came out i read the 10th uh 10th season came out i read the filth and then um i read the invisibles actually after that uh during twin peaks uh 2017 and then I read uh, The Invisibles again about uh, the end of uh, 18 into 19. And so I'm reading it again for the third time as of 11-11, which is another thing. But yeah, I did the Christmas cards, the Christmas calligraphy cards, the calligraphy Christmas cards for the community back in uh, 2016. And in 17, uh, I did some other stuff. And in 18, I think I did the music. or you know. So I try to do something for the community every year for Christmas. I suppose that this podcast might be it for this year along with all the other stuff I've been doing. It's kind of like I knew that this year would be much more personal uh, as my uh, focuses have narrowed and widened exponentially. 
when Jupiter and Saturn come com, um, combine, which actually happens. Uh, and we'll be talking about that in 2020. So, anyways, and speaking of Jupiter and Saturn, you know, I am that. That's that is me, uh, Jupiter in Capricorn. So, uh, anyways, let's uh, finish up because we only have a few minutes left. So that was about uh, 2016. Brought us to 2017. Went out to Hollywood. Did all that. Uh, yeah, still doing the dog walking until then. Then uh, 2018 comes along. Brother Jason Louve. I participated in his uh, angelic thing there, and it was intense. I went. I have seen Dominion. Uh, no, no, sorry. I don't know if I... Well, I was trying to use other words, but yes, I don't even... I don't think I went up to Dominions, but uh, if you understand what I'm saying, I've seen and experienced. And then I definitely stopped working at that job a few days later. <laughs> Anyways, 2018, 2019, you know, I've been taking different courses. I, I took a uh, Al Cummins, uh, the <clears throat> Four Kings course this year. Been taking a lot. I look forward to taking Austin Coppock's Astrology next year, uh, level one. But, you know, I've been, I've, I, I learn a lot. I do a lot of magic and I meditate a lot. So uh, that's another thing I, I did. Uh, I learned TM at the end of 2017 and beginning of 20, excuse me, at the end of 2018, I learned TM. Beginning of 2019 this year, I got certified in Reiki 1. Um, yeah, man. I'm, I mean, if it's weird and it's practical, then I'm into it. I don't do, too, I don't do the Reiki too often. Uh, it's, it's not something that I do. But anyone who's actually, like, into their practice that leans into it, I don't care if you're famous, like, you know, you don't need to have a name like Graham Hancock. I mean, he's lovely and amazing and awesome and famous. But if you're lovely, awesome, and amazing, I want you on my show. I'm going to be bringing people, like, you don't even know, onto the Six of, uh, Six of Swords. The Six of Swords, if you make it onto that one, that's, that's the show. All the other shows are awesome. It's just, like, that's the main show. So the rest of them, they're all cool. So that's the one you want to be on. So anyways, <coughs> just saying. So uh, we will have a mixture of people from our community. And if you feel like that you have something that you want to share and like that you and I are going to vibe. Like, that's what I like about myself as a podcast uh, you know, device. Uh, let's say I'm a, I'm a radio host, not a podcaster, but whatever. Uh, it's something I like about myself is that uh, podcaster's fine. Yeah, I got love for the No Agenda show. I love Adam and John and all the No Agenda family too. That's cool. Hey, Billy Bones, welcome to the round table. You're a knight of Twin Peaks now. It's pretty cool. And both my girlfriend and I dropped something at the same time. That was cool. So, um, I think we're going to have to have Billy Bones on the show. I think that's what that means. See, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, if you're cool and we can vibe and like make some good stuff, like that's what this is about. We're going to use this for alchemy because we're, we're actually doing the good work. I'm telling you right now, like... If it comes down to it, I'm not going to choose to open the abyss. I'll tell you right now. I know you guys don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's all right. I'm choosing the good side. I'm doing that. And I, now now that I've said that, too, it's going to get even more heated because people are all going to be like trying to drag me to their side. Look, I'm a weapon. All right? Plain and simple. I want the heroes to wield me. I want the White Lodge. That's the team I choose. All right? I hope you understand what I'm saying. And it's not easy. It's really not. It's not trust me i mean like i am so set for success <laughs> if i if i was just so cheap and lazy but like i'm not and i want to i want to bring out that which is within me and it's the harder fight but it's a more beautiful one it's the only one that my soul can stand to be frank with you so it's about that time we're getting close i'm gonna i'm gonna kill the feed at 12 12 actually just so that we recorded only in the uh fourth degree uh of capricorn <laughs> And uh, interestingly enough, I um, I did take my fourth degree this year. Uh, I'll say that again. Uh, master, 
Master Mason is the third degree, and then I, t I took my uh, fourth degree as well in the York Rite. So actually, uh, I've taken fourth degree in both Scottish Rite and York. How about that? Yes, I am a York Rite and Scottish Rite Mason. Uh, maybe, maybe one day the Shrine, probably not. Maybe one day, I don't know. But uh, I like the I like the York and the Scottish Rite. But the most important is the Blue Lodge. And for my Masonic uh, interested listeners, or for my brethren listening, uh, first of all, God bless you this time of year, uh, all of you. And also, um, yeah, if you're ever interested in learning more about masonry, uh, if you're listening to this, trust me, uh, it's, 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 there's plenty of resources out there. But if you would like to, you can always reach out to me and I will help you. Um, that being said, it's something that I went through and got over in my own head. And now I'm glad I did because it's actually part of my destiny. But uh, larger and shorter and longer and higher and everything. Thank you for listening to the Six of Discs. This has been episode four. It's about to be uh, 12, 12 p.m. on uh, the eastern coast of the United States. And, well, uh, yeah, without further ado, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope this has brought you up to where I am in 2019. I, uh, had been, I have been sober for an entire year. That's the next big change. So in 12 years, I look forward to being a professional, famous musician, a professional radio personality, uh, beloved for the Six of Swords show and the Value for Value role-playing game. I look forward to being a beloved author of The Holy Gift, a sacred text utilized at the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors in New York with Alex and Allison Gray, utilized uh, of the principles that are from the rearranged tool album Lateralis into The Holy Gift. And um, I also hope that I am with Jennifer and that we have a at least fledgling starting to become huge family. But yes, those are the four main things that I invoke for the next Jupiter return. And that is my life. It's what I came here to do. And it's what I am doing. And thank you so much for listening to the Six of Discs. This has been episode four. Merry Christmas, everyone. And uh, happy 2020. And uh, please, uh, if you have anything that you uh, would like to share, you know how to reach out to me, occultfan at gmail.com, or go to the Six of Swords Discord, but especially occultfan at gmail at paypal.com. You do that stuff. In the meanwhile, all right, and that's the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening to the Six of Discs. This has been episode four. Like I said, you'll listen to the next one. It's going to be season two, episode one. That'll be in January of 2020. So, again, thanks for listening. At this point, I'm pretty sure that if I wanted to say it or mention it as part of the past 10 years that I did, I really don't think there's anything that I left out. The jujitsu bit I mentioned. <laughs> Just that there's an overall focus on the work now. That's what's coming out of this. So I think we'll end with that. I'm deeply grateful for you listening. Keep uh, keep sticking around. It's only getting better. And it's going to get more fun. And you're only going to get more involved. We're going to get more people too. So with that said, thanks for listening.